And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. All right, I know Valentine's Day is over, but I was just going through. I was looking at Real Clear Politics, yeah. which is a great website. We've talked about it before, and mm-hmm. you get so many of the different op-eds and, and editorials from the left and right. Yeah. I mean, the, there's you, you can tell the narrative's going on. Uh, you know, uh, how how Biden can uh, cure the fact that he or, or how he can improve the public's opinion on his age. Yeah. It's not his age. No. They keep and they're all jumping on the age and well, he should never go to a cemetery and he needs not to uh, be photographed walking across a lawn because he walks slow. And that's just completely and totally ridiculous. And you know how we know this? Because when you look at the you, you see the governor of Texas, the governor of Texas is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what your age is and or what your disability might be. It's whether you have an active mind. It's got nothing to do with age. Right. We've talked about this before. Right. Now, probably you'd find a significant number of people in their 80s don't have the cognitive ability of people in their 50s. Right. But many do. So you're not judging them on their age. You're judging them on their cognitive abilities. And that's what the talking points apparently went out. And I was telling you, I was reading that Los Angeles Times article Mm. that was, you know, talking about, you know, why, you know, Biden looks old and, you know, no, not whether he looks old or whether he walks slow. Because even if you walk slow, if you got up to the podium and you articulated in a great fashion, so whether you walk slow or whether you come up in a wheelchair like Governor Abbott, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's what comes out of your mouth. Is your brain working? Mm -hmm. as And to give confidence to the people of the United States that you can be commander-in-chief. Yeah. That's what right. it's about, and so they're all ignoring it. But I was going through some of those articles there, and all of a sudden I came up with one. It's just too funny. I mean, it's just you got to see the humor and everything. But mm. this is actually a PJ Media column, Steve uh, Stephen Green writing it. Happy Valentine's Day, you undateable hater mega slime. <laughs> 
Now that kind of head that's the kind of headline that will catch my attention. Well, okay, I got to read a couple of paragraphs mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says the latest obstacle to the furtherance of our troubled species is and you might have guessed it already, woke Gen Z women. Mm. Dating right now is just walking on eggshells. Honestly, Sam, a 25-year-old D.C. grad student, confessed. You just have to assume that most girls are progressive and constantly try to make sure you don't say the wrong thing. Well, I'm and then he writes, I'm old enough to remember when the only personal detail I had to work hard to conceal on the first date was that I'd rather chew a hole in my own forehead than even listen to one song from her Tori Amos Amos collection. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's funny. Sam says she's usually trying to gauge where they're coming from while they're criticizing my views. Where Gen Z women are coming from is increasingly left-wing and intolerantly woke. A report last fall... In the New York Post revealed that more than half of millennial and Gen Z women find uh, it a relationship red flag if a partner listens to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Oh, okay. All right. And think about this. Yeah. Five years ago, he was a he supported a socialist communist. Joe yeah. Rogan did. Right. Joe Rogan thought the earth was flat. Mm-hmm. He has many liberal positions. He's just seen the insanity of the left. That's what he comments on. Yeah. Right. What happened was for what happened for Joe Rogan? Let's be honest. What happened to a lot of what 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 happened to uh my uh you know Mike Schellenberger? What happened to Matt Taibbi? What happened to Barry Weiss? Uh what I think has happened to people like Dershowitz. Good God, did Dershowitz ever hold a Republican opinion 20 years ago? No. Never. No. No. Or a conservative opinion? No. What happened to all these people is the hypothetical of liberal idealism has hit reality. That's what's happened. Well, it's playing out the way that many of us always knew it was going to play out. And that reality, you have to answer. You know, you can't, it's no longer the theoretical discussion about things. It's things that are happening right now, and they have to have solutions right now. Not, oh, we can talk about this later. Great talking to you. We'll catch up next time about something that might happen down the road. It's playing out right now, every day. But the biggest red flag for young women, according to the Post poll, was for a potential partner to identify as a MAGA Republican with more than three quarters of those polled, admitting this would make them want to run for the hills. All right. Look, Gen Z ladies, I once dated a woman who had a deal with my Steely Dan obsession. And now we've been married 22 years. She was offended by Steely Dan, really? I mean, that's that's like... Yeah. <laughs> really? Steely Dan? Air supply, maybe. Yes. You know, it's 
Well, or, or I could see, for example, if it was, you know, something really hard by Metallica or Megadeth. I'm not really into that. I'd like it a little softer. It it was it was a bit of a task at times, I'll tell you that. Especially when you were actually someone who played the music. <laughs> well, it's do you not hear anything that you like in the song or not uh Yeah, uh, it can be. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It's interesting because, of course, they're talking about younger women. They're talking about women in their 20s here. This article is written on that. And I find it interesting because um, I was at a – I talked about this a couple of times on the the air. I was at a party, a Christmas party, and I was the oldest person there. Hmm. The woman who held it, I I call my chosen daughter, just so people know. Mm -hmm. And, And all of her friends are in their 20s. And she invited me. She goes, I want you to be there. You know, you've always been there for me and come to my Christmas party. And I did. I didn't talk to anyone. I never got into politics, but just on different questions. For example, just getting on EVs while sitting around the Christmas bonfire. Mm -hmm. And I brought it up in not a way of challenging how bad they were it was just something about whether you know we could get the supplies to build it and not the chinese Mm -hmm. boom and you're talking about four guys and three women Mm -hmm. all discussing how bad evs are and just hearing them talk about just cultural issues, and I went, I know it's Texas. Every single one of them were conservative. They might not identify as conservatives or Republican politically, but they were. Right. And I didn't sense any type of insane radicalism in these 20-year-olds at all. None. Right. Uh, Not one of them have graduated uh, 
from Ivy League schools. I want to make that clear. Mm. Nobody, nobody graduated from Harvard. Mm. So I was dealing with the much lower class. You know, that's I was right. I wasn't dealing with the elite. Right. Myself included. <laughs> right. Deplorables. I was dealing with deplorables. We didn't even get into like politics of Trump or anything like that. It was strictly it was an issue based thing, and they were just you know boom. But I have found uh, so many women that I know that, and they volunteer. I will say this because people don't think this really is. They think no that wherever you and I go, it's always we're talking politics to everybody. That's not the case. What I do find is I find a lot of people wanting to talk what they believe about politics to me. Yeah. Where they're, you know, they're bringing it up. I don't bring it up. They bring it up. Mm -hmm. And it's just more about life stuff. They don't bring it up in the same kind of what somebody might perceive as a partisan way of bringing up a discussion. It's just, hey, what do you think about this or this and that? Conservative, so much conservative thought out there in young people. They, They may claim they're liberal. But they do understand the conservative ideas out there. And it is, I think it's very intriguing. I think that any time that you talk to young people, especially when you are in a society that, as we have seen, what has gone on with the Biden administration, and you see the sense, the, the censorship, you see the, you know, not wanting to have, you know, free speech. You see that mm-hmm. seeping into uh, Republicans. We talked the other day about the one, that, you know, about Josh Hawley, where he's going and becoming a populist, and that was the one thing that we forgot, was the fact that he's the one that's promoting that Citizens United should come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that corporations yeah, that was the should not have free speech. Yeah. Well, that's as radical That's as radical wrong as you can get, and that comes from Josh Hawley, who people believe is a good, solid conservative. Right. And he's not, because if you believe that we should loosen freedom of speech, I've got no time for you. Right. Sorry, I've got no time. And don't give me this crap. Oh, well, just corporations, everybody else, unions and any other group, oh, they can have their free speech rights, but corporations can't because corporations are in business. Well, then you're going down the same dumb, stupid, inaccurate analysis that the left has thrown that, oh, corporations don't get free speech because somehow as a group, they're more evil than anybody else out there that gets together as a group that wants to promote a message. Right. And that's asinine. Not only are you populist, but on that issue, you're populist left. Yes. So there's no way around it. You can claim to be this and that, but you do that. And then, of course, the other one that, that we did bring up, uh, the other issue where he wanted to put a cap on on the uh, on the credit card companies on the yeah. rates they could charge. Right. Cap it at 18%. Well, no, because inevitably that means that most of those rates would, for regardless of the credit rating of the user, of the consumer, they were going to, they'll hover around 18%. But that's the same crapola as we were talking about with the Seattle City Council and them saying, we care about the app workers. Yeah, right. And so... We're, we're going to do something about it. So we're drastically... going to change the economy. Right. We're drastically going to increase what they must be paid, and all of a sudden, business is way down, and the worker gets hurt the first. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Remember when the Democrats did the credit card bill of rights? Right. This is about caring for those people that don't make a lot of money. Right. And they're overcharging, or they have to pay a late fee. And what happened? Within six months, 8 million people lost their credit cards, and the only access they had to credit 
were the payday loans. And they wanted to go after payday loan companies, too. Right. I mean, you know, this but, is that they want to limit your ability. And by the way, freedom includes the freedom to make mistakes. And you make a series of bad choices. If you learn from them, that's one thing. If you don't, uh, that's another. But that's still on you. And we can have those discussions. But tell me where lawmakers come into into play in that equation. That's between me and the lender if I'm the borrower. The demographic killer, though, getting back to this whole you can't data MAGA person. Mm-hmm. The demographic killer detail in his reports is that while Gen Z men are trending more conservative, young women are growing more and more left wing. Then there's a ridiculous new, on top of that, there's a, there's a ridiculous, I didn't know about this one, 666 prerequisite that a potential male mate must be at least six feet tall, have six-pack abs, and earn six figures. <laughs> well, good luck with that, ladies. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. All right. And the 666 rule rules alone rules out. of under 30 males for marriage. Look, nothing wrong with having a standard, but if that's your standard, it's pretty shallow. And you're probably going to find a shallow person if you end up settling on that. Yeah, I just find that interesting. But that there was in uh, PJ Media. The uh, it was Happy Valentine's Day, you undateable hater, mega slime. Well, see, I had a six 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 rule back in the day too. Back in the early eighties, but it had to do with Iron Maiden and nothing else. <laughs> well, I don't have six pack abs, but I do have one of the small beer keg stomachs. Yeah. Not a large keg. I I the, have the, several. The, I have several packs. <laughs> they're just located. Why are we Why are we limiting it to six? <laughs> they're just located at different parts. It could be ten or twelve. I don't know how many's in there. <laughs> Eight six six ninety red eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by House Products, tested, trusted, guaranteed since nineteen twenty. Stronger domestic dairy demand with a month-over-month lower adjustment in production means slightly tighter supplies. And as a result of all of this, product prices here in the U.S. are up. World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekodowski adds within USDA's dairy outlook. Cheese price we raised by $0.07 per pound. Butter price up by $0.11 per pound. Dry products as well, non-fat dry milk, dry whey, each raised about a nickel per pound. Translating also into higher milk class prices for February. So both our class three price and our class four price were raised this month. Class three was raised by a dollar per hundred weight, now at seventeen dollars and ten cents per hundred weight. Class four was raised by eighty-five cents per hundred weight to twenty dollars and twenty cents per hundred weight. And the all milk price we raised this month by ninety-five cents per hundred weight. Now forecast for twenty twenty-four at twenty dollars and ninety-five cents per hundred weight. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. 
It's Run Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right. Here's a headline. Elon Musk moves SpaceX to Texas. All right. After Delaware revoked his Tesla salary package. All right. Musk moving SpaceX state of incorporation from Delaware to Texas. Okay. Wow. All right. Said that uh, last night. Hmm. He, the company converted its registration state from Delaware to Texas after the court in Delaware struck down uh, his compensation package at Tesla. Okay. I just wonder how that's going to affect other, how that's going to affect other companies. And and we've said this before. I think one of the most fascinating things, and this all started, it really started getting my interest. And I just started paying attention to it after that story came out that, the futurists and the census people and everything else believe, you know, that, for example, North Texas here, where mm. we're roughly seven and a half million, I think, mm. seven and a half to eight million, will be 35 million by in 75 years. Mm-hmm. Just north. Dallas, Fort Worth area, North Texas. Right, right. Which is unbelievable when you think about it. I mean, that yeah. growth. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I, I'm glad That's I won't. insane. I'm glad I won't be here when that happens. <laughs> yeah. But when they talk about Texas being 100 million people, but Los Angeles gaining very little population over that time, and the same with New York. And mm-hmm. you start thinking, okay, what are economies going to be like? You know, what do they get? You know, we talk, you and I talk about the, uh, the, the growth rate in this country, the GDP, economic growth, whatever. And we say, well, you see Texas. Texas was like just in the third of last year, which is killing it in yeah. the GDP. Right. You know, way over what California, New York, or Illinois was doing. And you wonder what it's going to be like. Yeah. You know, in, in the future, our right. economy is going to be much more state-based and it all based on policies or will states go back to being competitive again? Bringing on the chaos, Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for uh, uh, being here. Oh, Fonnie Willis goes before the judge today. This is oh, gonna be that's going to see what gonna be very yeah. interesting to watch that. You know, I, I, I don't have any prediction. I, I have no, I mean, I don't know. It could go either way. I really don't know, you know, how that whole thing's going to play out. I mean, I would think if you're looking at it as a judge, you look at it and go, yeah, sorry. You're going to have to step away from this. And so is your boyfriend. I like this, though, because the new term is lawfare, which is going after, as we know, mm-hmm. Trump, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, in order to ensure he doesn't get elected. Lawfare as politics is risky business, mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal. Yeah. As Democrats are discovery, Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County prosecutor who's brought charges against Trump, faces her own judicial reckoning today over an alleged conflict of interest. Ms. Willis has brought an expansive racketeering case against Mr. Trump and 18 others for trying to reverse the results of the 2020 election, but former Trump campaign official Mike Roman wants his charges dismissed on the grounds that Ms. Willis has been involved in a romantic relationship with Nathan Wade, 
the non-staff lawyer she hired as special prosecutor for the case. Ms. Willis hired Mr. Wade in November of 2021, though Mr. Wade had little experience trying felony cases. According to the Roman filing, Fulton County has since paid Mr. Wade at least 650000 in legal fees. The Roman motion claims Ms. Wade was uh, Mr. Wade, excuse me, was Ms. Willis's romantic partner at the time of the appointment. And so, as we know, the the problem with this is she said she didn't meet him until after she didn't start dating him until after she appointed him. Right. And there's a witness coming out saying that's not true. And they filed that as an official affidavit with the court. Wow. Well, and, you know, if that is the case, then you can demonstrate that basically she hired her boyfriend. And then took the money. There was a breakdown where she said, no, I paid for one airplane flight. It said one airplane flight. Then it listed all the other stuff they did. Right. What about all these other ones? Right, exactly. All all these other things, too, all these trips that you took, which then gets to the motivation of, well, you ran for office saying you were going to get Trump, Mm -hmm. not knowing the facts of any case. Right. You didn't know. Right. You didn't. You just ran on saying, I'm going to get Trump. And then you went after Trump, and then you enriched yourself by doing it. And your boyfriend. And your boyfriend, right. Yeah. So it's like, what is the motivation behind it, which just kills any case like this? Uh, And as they write here, if Mr. Roman's claims are true, this is one of the defendants with Trump, Ms. Willis could be disqualified from the case. Mr. Trump's lawyers have also sought to dismiss the charges against him. He's arguing that Ms. Willis's remarks at an Atlanta church are extrajudicial comments that uh, foment racial bias and could prejudice a jury against him. He's right. Yeah. He's right on that. Right. Ms. Willis is also facing an inquiry from a Fulton County commissioner and an investigation by House Republicans. Progressives have cheered Ms. Willis's charges because a reelected Mr. Trump could not pardon himself if he's convicted in a state court. But if the uh, case now collapses in an ethical ash heap, it will play under Mr. Trump's campaign claims that he is a victim of partisan prosecutorial abuse. Ms. Willis has earned dismissal from her own prosecution. Mm -hmm. Well, this is true, and she lied on all of this. You know, if she lied in the affidavit... Mm -hmm. She should be disbarred. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's over, over. And then you have to ask the question, all right, not that there aren't plenty of people that are lined up waiting to go after Trump legally, but as empty as this case is and as tainted as it is now, who wants to come in and do that with all the baggage attached to it? Well, I mean, you might might go after, if you're a prosecutor, some of the ones that, and again, not knowing all the aspects of the case, mm-hmm. you know, you might go after there, you know, a couple of the people that if they broke the law, if they broke election law, right? You know, in in and so if you go after the individuals, the problem is the RICO case. The RICO case to bring Trump into the wrongdoing. What they're saying is these people did wrongdoing over here, and since the Trump campaign is a criminal enterprise trump is part of the conspiracy right sorry it's not a week it's not a rico case right the, no you, no you're right it, you it's, could, it's so just, you could you could see some charges coming across and by the way it could be 
If somebody else comes in, it could be, let's get this off the table, get with the lawyers, let's work out plea deals with those other people here and get this thing behind us. We don't want to take this whole thing on. Because the RICO case is never going to stand. You know that. And now anybody coming in, she thought it was going to, Fonnie Willis thought it was going to raise her profile, thought it was going to raise the profile of her boyfriend, who really didn't have a profile. That's what she ran on. So it was clear that's what she wanted. And then enriching herself and her boyfriend. Well, that's a lot of baggage, even if you want to go after Trump yourself. You come in and, all right, we won't, maybe there's something else we can get on Trump later. But you come in, you clean it up, you go after, if if you believe you can demonstrate where laws are broken, with other people, you, and even on those, you try and work a plea agreement. Hey, no jail time, whatever it is, and then you get it behind you and get it off the table because it's a lot of heavy, 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 heavy baggage to carry after this whole implosion. And I don't know, even somebody with the same agenda, do you really want to come in and try well, and lift and carry that baggage all the way through? Coming out of this, there's there's probably a problem for someone, either uh, Willis, uh, Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade, mm-hmm. or her colleague who was accusing her of lying, because they're all official court documents. He's accusing her of, of lying right. when she started dating him. Right. Well, you lie on a court document, and you're the damn prosecutor. Yeah. Whoa, man. That just gets worse and worse. Well, that's the thing, that that's even worse. That's even worse, if that's true, than hiring somebody who is unqualified to prosecute a case and paying him and then dating him Mm -hmm. and then using the money to go on trips and have fun. Right. Because that taints the entire case of the motivation for the prosecution to begin with. But that's still not as bad as you being the prosecutor and lying on an official court document. Now, did he settle his divorce thing on the money thing? Am, am I, I can't remember what development there was there. Because my point would be, is if that wasn't settled... And in that civil setting, in the divorce case, it's shown that he was basically hiding money from his wife, who he's, he's divorcing, or anything like that, then or anything of value. I don't know if that's the case now, though. I, I, something tells me, I seem to remember that they had made progress in, in the divorce case itself. And I can't remember what what step that was. Uh, He had filed for divorce from his wife Mm -hmm. on November 1st of 2021. Mm -hmm. And on January 30th, he reached a divorce settlement with his wife. Okay, that's what it was. It was the settlement. Right. So so that might have been that part of the money that was earned there or whatever. You know, might have been part of that particular case, but that yeah, was settled. Yeah, yeah. so that that ago. part is over. But 
it's not, you know, it's it's not for Fonnie Willis, and that's the problem, and it's not for the case. You know, but now if you're, again, the the attorneys, not Trump's attorneys, but one of the others charged, they were the ones who brought all this about. You have to step into the court and say, look, this is a, uh, they brought this on for, uh, clearly now, it's demonstrated fully the sake of interfering with the election, the whole thing that she's alleging that they did. And we'll see where it goes. But, man, today's going to be fascinating. Well, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating day. I, I don't know. I didn't look at the White House schedule, so I don't know if the there's if Corrine Jean-Pierre is doing a press conference today. But there's going to be quite a few questions uh, for Biden, as he remember, he as reading the New York Post headline here, minding his business. <laughs> yeah, Biden ripped the special counsel for asking about his son Bo's death, but the report says Joe brought it up. Now it was interesting because that story blew up yesterday. It was all over the place. You and I were talking about it last Friday. I don't know how that one was under the radar because someone rep- I don't I can't remember. It was some reputable, uh, you know, news organization that brought it up and just had it had it in there that said that had had written and said, you know, in the discussion, Joe brought up his son in the special counsel. You know, the yeah. the special counsel continued the questions after Joe brought it up. But that is that was the point. Yeah. That was the that was the point of attempting to get as much empathy as possible right. that this special counsel was a mega fascist who brought up How you know, dare the, the, he? the, the, yeah. the death of Biden's son, mm-hmm. you know, in a way to check his memory. How reprehensible. And I thought it's none of your damn business. Right. It's like never happened. And and number one He brought it up. He brought it up. Number two, he's either lying, he either lied to the press, or doesn't remember the fact that he brought it up. Which, which makes adds, the whole thing worse. Exactly. It just it just worse and worse and worse. And that's the one thing. I wake up twice a day, because I sleep twice a day. I wake up twice a day going, can it get any more bizarre? And it does. Yeah. I mean, it's just horrible. And this is the problem because Joe Biden is the face of all this and he can't help himself in addressing all this. And so, and we still don't know if he was off script. Yeah, because I asked that question earlier. Right. Was that on the teleprompter? Because Because if it was off script, that's, we've talked about that problem too. It's not that you just... Forget about even having an interview or taking questions. Even when you put them out there with a prompter, you can't trust it. I'm telling you right now, because this was about personal stuff. Yeah. The White House lawyers and his own personal lawyers, whatever was on that teleprompter, they approved of. And yeah. and so I believe that he had more lawyers looking at what was on the teleprompter than the view does to ensure that those women don't slander or defame somebody and get sued. Yeah. That they had more lawyers uh, there. 
And so if that was on the script, if that was on the teleprompter, wow. And that's the question that I have. Was that on the teleprompter or was it not? Because you would ask the question at that at that point, I mean, you'd say, okay, so you, uh, they're the ones that brought it up because here's what it says. Mm-hmm. Because they had it. They they had the tran they had the transcript. They know the transcript. Right. He gave the transcript. They know that his lawyers know how it was asked. They know whether it's the truth or and not. And there's no need to put that on the prompter if it's not, if you know it's going to put, especially if you know it's going to come back at you, which, of course, it did. I cannot wait to see how the White House responds to this. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's it's Kareem Jean-Pierre out there saying, well, okay, the, um, the uh, I, I can't get into that. You'd have to ask the special counsel. Yeah, have, yeah. White, special White, counsel. White House counsel. You have to yeah. ask the White House counsel I think that's that. what she'll do, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't answer the question. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara. Well, you saw they found Rachel Dolezal. Remember, she's yeah. the, uh, the transracial person. Remember, right? Remember when she was on the View and Whoopi? Well, you know, people can sort of be whatever they wish to be. It was uh-huh. like, oh my, right? And we went, no, we think transracial probably is jumping the shark, and that's really never taken hold. But uh, she was fired. She ended up. She changed her name, mm. and was ended up uh, working for a uh, a, uh, a a school district. Mm. Uh, was it was it uh, the Catalina Foothills United School District uh, District. She was fired after they went to she was what is it, OnlyFans? She had uh, racy social media content including feet photos of oh. her feet for people apparently with feet fetishes, I guess. I guess so. All I right then. I don't know about this stuff. Yeah. I'm not in that world. Yeah, kids <laughs> today, huh? This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.